And here's what I want to ask you. What is holding you back? What is the thing that's holding you back from going after your dreams and from finding meaningful work you love? Aren't you ready to wake up to the possibilities that are in your life and go after the things you've dreamt of? It's time for you to feel alive again, lit up, and for you to know that you're deserving and you are worthy for the future that's waiting for you. I want you to feel fulfilled and find abundance in your life. I think it's time and I'm ready to help you get started. Now I'm your host, Kristen, of Building a Life You Love. And each week on the show, we're going to help you figure out how you do go after your dreams and find work you love. Here we go. Let's get started. Hey, hey, welcome back to Building a Life You Love. This is your host, Kristen, and I am pumped up today. I just finished a podcast interview with a creativity ambassador, somebody that is literally going out in the world and helping people really express themselves and connect. And I just wanted to share a couple things that I was thinking about since I just got off that call, because I think it's just so important. I think it's so, so pivotal to designing a life that we're passionate about, designing a life that has, is filled with more joy and more happiness and just more goodness. So that's what I want to dive into today. So I want to start with this question. Who are the happiest or most joyful people you know? Think about that for a minute. And I mean in both your, your you know, in living color and your real life, in person that you know or acquainted with. And then it can also be people that you see. You know, it could be a online personality. It could be a pastor. It could be a TV person, whomever it is. But you just, you kind of observe them from afar. But who are those people? And then when you ask that, what is it that they have in common? those groups of people, people that seem that way, they seem, they, they just seem different than the rest of us. And of course, I would uh, argue before I get into today's conversation that, you know, in some cases that might be faith, right? It might be the faith they have, the way they see life, in other words, their worldview. But, but when we get right down to it, I think a lot of how we live our life comes down to how do we approach choices and decisions? How comfortable are we doing, you know, having exploration, trying new things? How comfortable are we stepping out of a routine? And I think that's part of the key. I think to live our best lives, I think to live lives that when we get to the end, we feel fulfilled. We feel like we didn't leave things on the table. I think those people that show up at that time, they show up at the end and they feel fulfilled. They feel like they can rest. I think those people, they approach their choices and their decisions with a curiousness, um, you know, curiosity without abandon. They, they were willing to say, what if, what if this was possible? What if I went and talked to, you know, my neighbor? What if I went and talked to that, you know, guy? Or what if I could make, write this book, but they're willing to take chances and they're willing to use creativity, which we all are creative creatures. We were born creative. Now, once again, in the conversation I'll share in a couple of weeks, some people think of creativity when we're doing things like arts or music or things like that. And that's, that is one type of expression. It's a very obvious type of type of expression, but I'm talking about creativity, which is really everything we do. It's just 
using our brains, it's using our imaginations, it's connecting dots of disparate things. It's um, it's also when we problem solve, right? I mean, I talk about that all the time, creative problem solving. It's when we give ourselves enough space that we can dream of things that have never existed. We can invent things. This can be as simple as you're a plumber and you have to figure out a way to reroute the, the line, right? The water line, because it's not, it can't go where it was. That's creative, right? That's, that's using our um, sense of imagination. Like how else could this be done? And so what I want to say to you today is how are you approaching life? How are you making your choices and decisions? And do you let yourself step out of the mundane routine, you know, and I love that quote that says, if you think adventure is dangerous, try routine, it's lethal. And it's so true. I think about, like I said, the people that live the longest, the people that don't have regret at the end of their life. Those are the people that were curious. Those are the people that were willing to try new things, to be curious and say, I'd like to do that. I'd like to go there. I'd like to meet new people. And it is an, it's through that curiosity and then tapping into our creativity that allows us, right, to express ourselves. It allows us to express ourselves in all of our choices and decisions. So this is really a perspective shift, right, a mindset shift. So what I'm saying is, what if you approached your choices without thinking, oh, I have to make dinner? What if you approached it with, man, I love pokeballs. I want to just figure out how to make one myself if you've never done that. And then maybe it's, ooh, am I going to use black sesames or, you know, the lighter colored sesames? Am I going to use this sauce or make this other sauce? In other words, you're making choices that let you have a new experience or a new taste. That's such a simple example, but it's the point. What if you approached all your choices and decisions with all the possibilities that are out there instead of from a fear-based perspective. And here's what's amazing. Those people that go through life and they do that, they really do approach their choices and their decisions, their connections with people as an exploration. You know, they meet new people. They're the people that are talking. And this doesn't mean you have to be an extrovert, but they're connecting with people, which then expands our thoughts and our ideas, right? We have growth when we connect with new people or new ideas. And so today, I just want to encourage you, if we use curiosity as the positive tool, you know, this gift we've been given in our lives, we will find that we become more creative. We get more in flow. Our energy is elevated. Our connections are more meaningful. And we literally are able to do more than we ever imagined. And we're able to do it from a place that we find more fulfillment, more expansion, and more joy. So here are a few tips for how we can really try to step up our level of curiosity to use it in a positive way to be imaginative and to be more creative in our choices and and more expressive. Number one, we can make sure that we have space in our schedules or free time to think, to decompress, to slow down, and then be creative. We don't have to sit there and think, I'm going to be creative by having the space and the time to slow down, to 
quiet down, whether it's during the work time or our personal time, ideally both, we find that our brain starts connecting all the information we've taken in, all the things we're working on, you know, the, a proposal or a new book, a new solution. What are we going to make for dinner this week? How are we going to get it done? When we give our time ourselves a little space, our mind has time to start figuring out these things and coming up with creative ideas. And so that's the first thing is you have to make space for not being constantly busy. The next thing is, are you present? Are we always so busy? Are we always going to, what do we have to do tonight? What do we have to do tomorrow? What are we doing next week? That we're not present in our conversations or we're not fully present in our work or our commitment to whatever it is we're working on right now. And I get it. Sometimes that's hard. 100% in there sometimes too. But if we just have that question in the back of our mind, we can check in with ourselves, you know, like, hey, am I really present? Am I really listening? Am I connecting with this person in this moment? You know, am I listening to what they're saying? Am I seeing their body language? So just make sure you're being present because when we're present, we are going to experience more fulfillment, more fullness in our lives, which is all tied back to how do we live our best lives? It's by being curious. It's by being connected, being creative and being present. The next thing I would say is mix up your routine because mundane and routine, they do. They make us older. They make us less satisfied. Surely we all have routines to some extent and that that's fine. That's good. But there has to be something in our lives that change. There has to be something in our lives that stretch us, that help us grow. So like I said, that can be going new places, trying a new hobby. That can be anything like watching a different type of show or documentary, reading a different type of book. In other words, put stuff in that isn't the same every day because that's how we grow. That's how we start connecting more ideas. And then we're able to be curious about new things because now we have new information to connect with all the old information. And then lastly, ask yourself this question. Where in my life could I be more expressive that would make me feel good or better? And what I'm talking about is, could you update or change your clothes or get an outfit that you feel like a million bucks in? Could you update a room that you have to work in or that you're always in? Because it would make you feel better. But those that that's a creative exercise, right? It's an exercise that lets you tap into what color do you love? What looks best on you? What about that room? What What in that room is dragging you down and it's draining you? How could you pare it back? Make it more minimalist? Change the color? Whatever it might be. But those types of things are creative exercises, if you will to make your life richer because of the space and what you wear, what you choose to eat, who you choose to go connect with, all those things are choices. And when we get connected into what do we really, what brings us joy? What do we really want to do? How could we elevate our energy, which helps us then elevate our, our creativity and our flow? Flow being when we just feel in the minute, we're really focused in doing work or a project or cooking or whatever it might be so that the time just looks, doesn't even feel like it's gone by. That's what I'm talking about. 
But what creative choices could you change? How could you express yourself? Like I said, because I will tell you, people that have done, you know, like style makeovers and they go and buy these clothes that at first think, oh, no, 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 I would never wear that. Like it's too bold or it's too bright or whatever it might be too, it's too, um, you know, silhouetted. Oh my God. You can literally see a change in them. I mean, a physical change in the way they hold themselves, the way they smile, their energy, and they feel really good in their clothing. So it's not just about, oh, it's my image. It really does connect back. Same with our spaces. I, you know, it's amazing how if you get rid of the clutter and I mean, even one room at a time, just pick the room you spend the most time in, get rid of the clutter, make it a space that feels the way you want to feel in that space. So whether it's, I just redid my bedroom recently. When I say redid, I mean painted. My husband and I painted it and then we I had to get new curtains because the other ones were just old, new bedding. But now I said, oh, I feel like I'm going into a cloud when I go in there now because the colors are just muted and calm. But I feel better in the space. The color we had was brighter and I we picked it, I picked it years and years and years ago. But that's the sort of thing I'm saying is now I'm in that space, it feels like a blank canvas where when I'm sitting in my chair and maybe I'm reading, I can feel those creative, curious thoughts stirring me more than they did when I still had a different color on the wall and the room didn't feel, it didn't feel as cohesive and it didn't feel as life-giving to me. So I would just encourage you, what little changes can you make with your choices and decisions that will elevate your creativity your creative problem solving, your connections to people, your curiosity to ask yourself big what if questions from a positive perspective instead of a negative. And that's it for today. I just think it's such an under, misunderstood, underutilized ability and gift we've been given these things. And I hope you'll take a little time to really think about this perspective and how you might apply it to your life even in little tiny ways. And I want to wrap up with these words by Elizabeth Gilbert in her book, Big Magic, which by the way, if you haven't gotten, oh, go buy it. She says, I believe that curiosity is the secret. Curiosity is the truth and the way of creative living. Curiosity is the alpha and the mega, the beginning and the end. Furthermore, curiosity is accessible to everyone. Passion can seem intimidating, out of reach at times, a distant tower of flame, accessible only to geniuses and to those who are especially touched by God. But curiosity is a milder, quieter, more welcoming, and more democratic entity. The stakes of curiosity are also far lower than the stakes of passion. Passion makes you get divorced and sell all your possessions and shave your head and move to Nepal. Curiosity doesn't ask nearly so much of you. In fact, curiosity only ever asks one simple question. Is there anything you're interested in? Anything, even a tiny bit no matter how mundane or small. The answer need not set your life on fire or make you quit your job or force you to change a religion or send you into a fugue state. It just has to capture your attention for a moment. But in that moment, if you can pause and identify even one little speck of interest in something, then curiosity will ask you to turn your head a quarter of an inch and look at the thing a wee bit closer. Do it. It's a clue. It might seem like nothing, but it's a clue. Follow that clue. Trust it. See where curiosity will lead you next. Then follow the next clue in the next, in the next. Remember, it doesn't have to be a voice in the desert. It's just a harmless little scavenger hunt. 
Following that scavenger hunt of curiosity can lead you to amazing, unexpected places. It may even eventually lead you to your passion, albeit through a strange, untraceable passageway of back alleys, underground caves, and secret doors. Or it may lead you to nowhere. Might you spend your whole life following your curiosity and have absolutely nothing to show for it at the end, except one thing. You will have the satisfaction of knowing that you passed your entire existence and devotion to the noble human virtue of inquisitiveness. And that should be more than enough for anyone to say that they lived a rich and splendid life. Once again, thanks for listening to the podcast. And if you enjoyed the podcast, we would love it if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts because that helps us get discovered by more people. We'd also love your feedback. So email me at Kristen at KristenFitch.com or DM me on Instagram. I'm at Kristen Fitch. And let me know what ideas or ideas for shows or for guests that you have. I would love to hear from you. 